here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is Shake Them Ropes for the first week of August 2014. Rob McCarran here. Today, Jeff Hawkins and I will be discussing the WWE Network. We're going to be talking its pros, its cons, and uh, more after a heavy week of news revolving around said network this week. Uh, we're also going to talk about the road to SummerSlam as it continued with Raw this week. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and whether or not we're more or less excited for the Summerfest. And as you heard in the open of our show, you can now find Shake Them Ropes at VoicesOfWrestling.com. For current subscribers, you do not have to change anything. Our current feeds still work. You can still find us at iTunes and Stitcher and other places under the Shake Them Ropes banner. But we will be joining the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. So we're going to be on their great feed alongside fantastic podcasts such as the Namesake podcast, Voices of Wrestling, as well as WrestleSpective and some others, uh, the TNA Stipulation podcast. Uh, talking about CNA Impact every week. So a lot of fun stuff at VoicesOfWrestling.com. So check them out at VoicesOfWrestling.com. If you are a Voices of Wrestling subscriber, maybe a first-time listener to Shake Them Ropes, you can find out more about us at ShakeThemRopes.com. We do feature our previous shows there. You can find out information on subscribing to our our, uh, podcast feed if you would prefer to kind of keep things separate. Uh, So that is ShakeThemRopes.com, a podcast myself and Jeff Hawkins do Once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on what kind of goes on. But we are going to be right back with Jeff Hawkins talking about the happenings in WWE this week here on Shake Them Ropes. All right, and we are back. Rob McCarran, Jeff Hawkins is now with us. Jeff, hello. Hi. Are you super excited for SummerSlam after after Raw this week? I, I found it a perplexing show. <laughs> okay. I found Raw a perplexing show. Let's put it that way. A I perplexing went, show. Well, it's it's also odd because I've been watching a lot of wrestling this week. Why? Uh, uh, New New Japan G One. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I want them calling my life. Like <laughs> he's eating a slice of pizza. Pizza! I, Do you want um, it in Japanese or in English? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's exciting. Sure? Uh, I love. I love. I love listening to it, even though I don't understand a, a word other than "hi." Um, <laughs> I've I've grown then, to uh, know a oh. little bit about. I, I know a few words here and there. So, like when they say these words, I get excited. Like, oh, I'm starting to speak Japanese. <laughs> And then uh, TNA was really good this week too. Uh, I had to I had to record that because it's been taken off my DVR a long time ago. But that was a love that that uh, Wolves versus Hardys match. That was pretty good. With the uh, uh, with the G one. Now I have not been. Uh... The problem with the G one is it's so much. Compa- it's like eating a lot of bacon and cheese, and and you like bacon and cheese, but if you had to eat fifty pounds of it. You know, kind of. <laughs> after a while, it's like, oh, it's so much, and it's so good, but it's so much, so, and I can't finish it. In this analogy, you use bacon and cheese, whereas most people, I think, use ice cream. Okay. So, what do you like better? Do you like ice cream better or bacon and cheese? I, I can have bacon and cheese on my Atkins diet. <laughs> oh. I can't have ice cream. So, so right now we're recording this while uh, main event is on on the network, which you can purchase for only nine ninety nine a month. Oh, um, Jack Swagger has a new shirt. Oh, it, it has to be better than the one that he it is, had it last is night. It is still the handprint. No. However, the arm is red, the outline of the arm is white, and the shirt itself is blue. Someone's missing the point. Yeah, so I think people really like this hand design, but the colors are throwing mm. people off. 
Boy, that's what we were. We, were, we wanted the drawing of a third grader drawing an arm across the chest, but we'll put it in color. They should have just colored it outside the lines and just gone, you know, full kindergarten. Yeah. So we still got the <laughs> same deal. Looks like, indeed, Jack Swagger and Alberto Del Rio. Alberto coming, Del Rio coming out for this match with a Mexican flag. So Jack Swagger is defending the country against all combatants now. Like, oh, if you, if you are wrestling Jack oh. Swagger, you better have your flag with you or else you are doomed. Do you have a flag? If you, if, if you don't have a flag, you can't declare land for your country. You cannot it's declare like a, it's, victory. It's like a Monty... Was there a Monty Python? Okay. I, I don't know. It sounds like it. Oh, I wanted to commend you, by the way. Uh, on air. I thought uh, that the conversation with uh, Harrington was really, really good. Yes. We had Chris Harrington on last week's show right after the uh, announcement of the uh, WWE quarter two results. So we, we listened to the call and then spoke about it for a little bit, which you can catch on uh, shakethemropes.com if you missed it. But thank you. I, I have a good time talking with Chris. I basically just kind He's of good people. I, I like him a lot. I bow out and kind of let him, you know, discuss what he wants to discuss uh, business wise. So he looks at it a lot closer than I do. So I figure he's the one with all the stats. And, and if you want to play a fun Chris Harrington drinking game, every time he says in aggregate, Take oh, a yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that. I was like, wow, that's cool. I, I love him to death. But <laughs> I was like, man, he says in aggregate a lot. And that's that's such a number cruncher term. <laughs> <laughs> so we have that show up. Uh, the second half of that show is our conversation that we had with Ben Gordon. So go back in your uh, podcast feeds and download that one and listen to it if you haven't. Um, but yes, uh, you were talking about TNA and the New Japan G1 is going on, and I believe they've completed uh, 10 days now. I think we're coming towards the, uh, towards the end of it. Um, it. I've watched so far only night one. I just got behind, so once it got into like day four and day five, as much as everyone was putting it over, I didn't want to skip shows. So right. it's probably going to be before the finals, I think. I'm going to try to watch all of them in kind of like rapid fashion. So and, and, and it's so weird because everybody wants to talk about it, but it's like, I got a life, I got work, I got things I need to do. I just can't sit here and watch right. Japanese wrestling as much as I want to. I, and I trust think, me, I want to. I think it's helped a few people that they haven't gone like 12 days, you know, for these 10 shows. They've skipped yeah. a day here and so. So yeah. some people can catch up on it. I haven't been one of those people who can catch up on it. But yeah, that point brings me into the next point you talked about TNA is I don't care how good they are. They're a dead company. They're a lame duck company at the very best. I'm not giving any time to them, no matter how good their shows are said to be. It's just not going to happen. There's no time. No, and yeah, I made time for the matches, and you know, because I heard from word of mouth that it was a good show. But overall, I'm not. I I will say one thing though, as as I just went on that rant about how I'm not going to give any time to TNA. I'm here in Northeast Indiana. I have some time. I actually considered driving to New York for the tapings mm-hmm. just before they die. Might as well go see one TNA show. Um, oh, that's so, such a bad attitude to have, and I'm one of the worst attitudes around. <laughs> Samoa Joe versus Low Key. I don't care if it's going to end up being like an eight-minute match on a throwaway impact show. Samoa Joe and Low Key, whenever they wrestle, I'm tuning in. Wow. Which one are you more of a fan of? Oh, low-key by far. Really? Probably okay. not. I, not low since like is, 2008, you know, his ROH days to me. Okay. Yeah, he's a bit hot and cold with me, but I mean, I, I, I admire his skill and his, and his athleticism in there. And, and he definitely is one of the people who got a raw deal when he went to WWE. There's, I, there's, there's no doubt about that in my mind. I remember being so nervous when I was refereeing for uh, Ian Rotten back in the mid two thousands. Uh, he started booking Loki on his shows, and you know, at that point, I had never met him. Everyone just has the reputation. Like I remember seeing this guy and and hearing how he's he's stern and he's not very friendly and all this stuff. So I remember first show he's working and I'm working, being so nervous to go up and say hi to him. First thing he did was give you a hug, right? Hey, no, well, no. Because <laughs> I'm already dressed. I'm in my Loki gives hugs. Come here. He's he's a serious talker. Like he talks yes. like he does, you know, on the mic. He's not that much different in real life, or at least when he gets to the building. 
um, you know, he said hi. He was he was nice enough. Uh, I ended up doing a match with him on that first show, so I kind of got the nerves over right away. Um, you know, refed a match for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember there weren't a lot of guys like that, but Loki was one of them where I hear he's going to be on the show. I was a little nervous. Yeah. I think I, the I, first time I, uh, the first time I ref for two cold Scorpio, I was nervous and I absolutely did not have to be cause two cold is one of the best guys ever. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I, would would scores. you think otherwise? I, I've had a story or two in, in my past for two cold. Yeah. So you disagree? But he was well. No, I I, I wouldn't say he's unfriendly. Uh-huh. I, I I think uh, the, the story I have is is when I, I guess he was inebriated, okay, <laughs> or at least like chemically imbalanced or something. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. I, that that's that's cool with me. I mean, I've I've most of the guys. I mean, like you know, the one real indie show I worked as a as a manager all the guys were were cool to me mm-hmm. and I but I was also working with guys who didn't speak English oh well, so, that might help so that, so that always helps that I mean help. I, I'm, I'm there to get heat for them because I can talk to the crowd but other than that yeah there was no one I ever met that was really bad uh, that I met but too cold I just remember being nervous because he at that point I was kind of new to it so he was one of the bigger stars I've ever met mm-hmm. um, but Ian ended up booking him like on every show for a good year straight at least it felt like that um, no, he was one of the coolest guys ever. Oh, okay. A lot of IWA story. And, and of course this was after his, his last WWE run, right? Which was not a run you could consider. It was maybe a couple of shows here and there. Uh, I'm so, still trying to, I'm still trying to get over the mental picture of lovable, huggable, cuddly Loki. That's what I well, I really want. Never, now. never hugged, <laughs> ne- never hugged. The, uh, the hit, the hitman get up is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in wrestling. There was, I loved that. Oh, the the hitman! Oh, when he was wearing the suit, he yeah. did that for New Japan. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really dug that. Oh, oh, interesting match coming up here on main event right now. He's Slater and who? Slater Gator. Oh, is it <laughs> versus the Dusts? Oh, Stardust and Gold Dust, and apparently there was no match between Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger, unless that's the main event, and they were just setting it up. Swerve. Swagger no, they're probably, they're probably setting it. They're probably setting it up. I think very well could. But yeah, it looks like we're gonna get good ten to fifteen minutes here of Stardust and Goldust against the Slater Gator tag team. Good now, just to combine the network and mm-hmm. and the conversation you had last week, because I wanted to bring this up before Go we got in, before we got into Raw, because I've been having this argument with a number of people, including those on the F4W board should anybody be on, on that as well. Um, oh, and congratulations to us for now being on Voices of Wrestling. Plug. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the point of the archived material on the network. Mm-hmm. We are from different there, generations. There is we indeed from, archived material, yes. Yes, we, we are from different generations of wrestling fan. Yeah, I'm from the generation where I love everything. <laughs> Wow, except for TNA. Except, well, I have no time for it. Maybe if I watched it. Yeah, I'm I'm from the uh, Attitude Era is when I first started, so I kind of got the best wrestling of all time right away, and it's only gone downhill, yet I still watch. Mm. I disagree with the assessment that if you put everything on the network, that people are just going to be able to pick and choose and then run away. To me, it's like Disney World. It's so vast, and you can't possibly see everything on one or two visits so for well and 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 it's part of and and to me the archival material was a marketing strategy to get because remember they took that poll where you know certain people had wrestling fans and you know everybody's watched wrestling at one time i think i mean even a date i had said oh i used to watch it as a kid i was like okay that's weird um well, we're going to find out. Don't, a don't bit. ask why that came up, but but I it's won't. But, but it's used it's used as marketing to. I mean, I realize that the current product is a focus, mm-hmm. but the archival material should be to hey, I'm going to watch the stuff I like, and maybe I'll indulge in the new stuff as well. That said, when you have these clashes and these starcades, I want to see promos. The promos that built up these matches. I want to go back and watch. You know. Maybe even fast forward through a, a world championship wrestling or a worldwide wrestling or a power hour 
or or what have you to 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 see the build and to see the the promos and to see these characters and how did we get how did we get here and and it just seems to me that it's counterintuitive to think that that someone would just pick and choose and, and run away when in fact it would make someone the nostalgia people you're trying to draw on who are uh, you know admittedly to them a small part a minor part a minor percentage it would make them want to indulge more with what limited time they had over in the aggregate uh, <laughs> over over the long fit that in I, I you know I I love my people, sure. uh, <laughs> you know, over the long haul and, and, and to get more people to, to subscribe for longer term. I, I just got my email with Randy Orton on it saying that my subscription's about to run out and I'm pondering. So, Are but I know a little, I mean, I'm not, you're you going to miss NXT takeover too. There are ways. Okay. Um, well, there's, Two points on that subject that I would make is one, every other subscription service does something similar. They don't put all the content up there for you to watch at all, all times. Hulu cycles stuff out. Netflix cycles stuff out. So you have the precedent that other services do the same thing. Second, if you are watching an old Clash of the Champions and you don't have the Saturday nights or the TV building up to it, you're still probably watching that Clash of Champions, no? Because you want to see that event? Yes. Most likely, you're probably still watching it. Yeah, and a lot of the WCW, NWA stuff just isn't bookmarked either, which is frustrating, but uh, continue your point. Okay. Say you quit the service because you watch that show that you like, and you're thinking about quitting, so you quit the service, and then you find out from a friend or just from online that three months after you quit, they ended up putting those TVs back on the network. Are you going to re-sign up for the network to see that TV show? Or are you just going to say, well, I already saw the big event. I don't need to go back and watch the TV leading up to it. I'm out. But, but on that point, they've already ticked well, me off well, what's to the an- point where I'm not coming to the point that I'm not coming back. Cause it's like, Oh, now they're going to do it. The problem with the Hulu Netflix corollary is that they are based on a modern entertainment platform where new and fresh is always going to be the gimmick. Not necessarily their archive. They have a they have a long selection, but they always have to refresh that old archive as well, because there are diff- so many movies and and so so much stuff out there in terms of entertainment. WWE is a singular entertainment uh, channel. Well, it's wrestling. Yeah, but it's the same thing. The network is built on at least this is in WWE's mind, and I think it's accurate. It's built on the new stuff, also. It's built on the pay per views. It's built on the new content that you're going to see. Yes, the archive is great for a lot of people, but it's not the singular focus. But on that, what what would you? I want the answer to this because it brings me into something else. Um, would you go back to watch those TV shows, or because you saw the big event, would you be out of the network? I'd probably stay out of the network. Okay. And it, 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 would, it would just depend on what they were uploading at the time. Now, I that mean, to me says that the big show was the draw. Yes, it would be a nice plus to have the TV shows, but the TV shows aren't the draw for you signing up to this network. Uh, that's not true. Well, you just kind of said it. I, 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 get what, I get your thinking here, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm just not a... You know, I, I'm I'm a completist more mm-hmm. or less. Like I like to binge watch. Like if I want to watch a lot of, you know, old horseman promos or horseman squash matches on the Saturday Night Show, I'm going to go through and watch a lot of those at the, at the same time, and then watch the build up to Clash One, where Tully and Arn are you know facing. Uh, I want to say it's Luger and Sting, but don't quote me on that. It might be Wyndham and Luger, but regardless. Oh, it's Wyndham and Luger because Sting fought Flair. Uh, thank you, memory. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people. You know, if they put up something I haven't seen in bulk that don't necessarily, you know, because like I didn't really start watching till '85, I think. Uh, and if they put like a bunch of JC Jim Crockett '84, which I watched a lot of on YouTube, but it's not complete. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go back and I'll, I'll watch that in in glut, and then eventually maybe watch the big show. So I mean, it, it's different for everybody, and I know I am a small percentage of the audience, and I fully admit that. Uh, but you know, I'm 
I, I can see why this network is a turnoff, even though they 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 plug the archive hard. Let's put it that way. And it, and it's and it's the same with more modern stuff like the Monday Night Wars. Like I know they just announced that they're going to start uploading more nitros mm-hmm. uh, soon within the next forty five days. So yeah, for those and- who whose expirations come in about 20 days, you better give them the next 25 after that, you know, and sign that, up because you're getting nitros. And that's nothing but a positive. Yeah. To me. So, and that's what people want, but I, I still think the reason they're doing that is they still kind of live in that glory day of, we won the Monday night wars. Let's show you all the stuff that they had, you know, sup to supplement. And it's to supplement the new Monday night wars program. I get that. So, you know, but that's the good thing, and that's what we were saying all along, or at least I was saying all along. As soon as this first six months is up for the early adopters, um, they're going to add stuff. I can imagine these nitros being added the day before most six-month subscriptions end. You, know, you better stick with us. You're getting the nitros now. It, it's a revolving. It's a it's an evolving process. You don't yeah. put everything on there on day one because you want to have new stuff for the subscribers two years from now. You want things to feel new. If you just put everything up from day one and only have the pay-per-views as new content going up, it's going to feel like a an old service for early adopters pretty soon. I, I get that, but most of your early adopters are looking for the new stuff, I think. When, when they made this promise of all these properties and whatnot, I think, you know, it's one of those things where people will get frustrated waiting for the stuff they want if they're, if they're archivists. And, you know, I... I get that I'm a very small, again, I'm a very small percentage of this who wants, you know, the Mid-South AWA. You know, I want that stuff badly. But I I think it's also a carrot that they're dangling that they may not ever fulfill because they don't find it, you know, all they don't find it all that intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. It's as far as content, I I like the way they're doing it to me. Yes. I know there's for completists like you, you're not going to be able to see every, uh, every show leading up to one of these clash of the champions or pay-per-views, but the way they're rolling out content uh, and they're kind of mixing genres from the Saturday nights to the WCCWs to, to some WCW shows they're 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 mixing in a lot of stuff and we're only five months in, we're coming up to the six month mark. There's still a lot of stuff to be put up there, but there's still a lot of time for them to put it up also. True. But the way they're doing it is driving a lot of people crazy. Like the way they did ECW and WCCW where they'd put like one week and then they'd put like the show from four weeks later up mm-hmm. and nothing in between. And you're just like, wait a second. I just invested all that time in that last show. I want to see the next one. I want to see what happens. I, you got to wonder too. Now, I don't know if it's been a hundred percent confirmed that this might be the case, but you got to wonder what tapes might not be usable. If maybe the one of the shows they just don't have a clean version that they can put up. You know up. what? That's that's a very strong argument that I didn't think of. Right. I, just because it they skipped a show doesn't mean they didn't want to put it up. Maybe they just don't have it. That said, going into Raw, way to heal on your network, WWE. <laughs> what a what a weird way to push this network having Triple H and Stephanie McMahon as the main proponents of of this network. You know, basically throwing it in people's faces. And Triple H was saying it as if he was hoping to get booed. He was using it as a heel tactic. You know, it's just like they did with Twitter the previous Just like they did with Twitter the previous week, where they always push trending, 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 but Triple H goes out there and goes, You nerds on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I I have a it came off to me as petulant. Okay. It it was almost like you can hear the voice of Vince McMahon coming through in the tone, almost as if they were going to go, well, we know we have 3 million of you watching right now, but only 690,000 of you idiots subscribe. We're going to stay here right now until you guys start subscribing and mm-hmm. give us our business back. And we'll just keep plugging it and plugging it until, and, you know, until you get the point, you morons. I mean, it was a very, I mean, passive aggressive way of doing it that just it really it turned me off not a big I, fan. I, I, oh i was not a fan and then to have lawler clowning it and and jbl clowning it the entire time trying to play it off as a joke was even worse yeah they, it, it they just went a little really, too far in my mind i mean they turned me off of that they kind of turned me off of SummerSlam mm-hmm. quite a bit and it, it was just like wow they're they're giving these things go away heat 
And it's it's like, well, now that the network's turned heel, who's it having a match against? Now that now that the network is part of the authority. Right now, <laughs> a uh, a confusing match on main event. AJ Lee has returned, and she's battling Summer Rae. How is that confusing? Because Summer Rae is a babyface. Ah. At least supposed well, to be. Although she is playing clear heel right now. She's whatever they need her to be. Kind of like Damien Sandow right now. She's uh, She comes out with whoever's facing Fandango, who is in limbo as well. Ah, limbo. Dance move. Ah. Um, Uh-oh. Something happened here. That was like an elf move. Go ahead. A- AJ Lee may be hurt. Legit or um, kayfabe? AJ Lee may have just... Well, hold on a second. Nope, it appears to be fake. Uh, it's probably, oh, she's feeling the after effects well, from the page attack. She is holding her jaw. She just threw a drop kick and landed. The ref pulled Summer Ray away. She was holding it massively. I think she just maybe was stunned a little bit because okay. they're continuing now. It didn't play into anything just now, but that was probably a scary second. Them. These are the kind of updates you get when you're watching the network. Only $9.99 a month. She's still holding... I don't know if it's her jaw or just the left side of her body. I don't know. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. But Maybe, uh, maybe a stinger when she landed. And I, I think something happened like that, where she was just stunned a little bit when she landed. But that's the kind of updates you're going to get here on Shake Them Ropes, live with WWE. Free with a six-month subscription. Yeah. Zero... A month. You don't have to pay nine ninety nine. Nope. And here you go. AJ <laughs> just won with the uh, Black Widow. They went home quick. They did go home quick, and she is still grasping at her neck. She is not feeling good. There are a variety of ways where you can contact us here at Shake Them Ropes. If you'd like to make your opinions and comments be heard, you can email us. Rob at shakethemropes.com is the email address. That's Rob at shakethemropes.com. You can also reach us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at ShakeThemRopes. That's ShakeThemRopes on Twitter if you want to give your comments while we're recording or any time of the day. You can reach us on Skype. Let's Say Things is the Skype name. That's Let's Say Things. You can also give us a call at 260-494-3811. So those are the two phone numbers right there where you can give us a call at any time and leave a voicemail with your message that you would like for us to play on air or give us a call when we announce that we are recording live and taking calls. So a variety of ways to reach us at Shake Them Ropes. If you'd also like to get in contact with Voices of Wrestling and follow along to their great podcasts, you can reach them at Voices Wrestling. That's Voices of Wrestling on Twitter, at Voices Wrestling. We'll be right back with more Shake Them Ropes. All right, and we are back for a P.S., a postscript portion of the show that's not going to make any contextual sense with anything else we've talked about. But I had to get back as soon as we uh, finished the show. I thought of this. Jeff, the Hulk Hogan birthday bash next week on Raw. Mm-hmm. We are celebrating Hulk Hogan's birthday. It is indeed his birthday next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not heard any talk. They mentioned surprise guests. I have not heard a single person say, except for myself, that this would be a perfect place for Sting to debut. Hmm. Did did that enter your mind when they said special guest that Sting was going to show up? Or did you think maybe that a lot of people are thinking that there might be an NWO reunion uh, with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash or some of those guys? I, I thought this meant special guests meant Sting was going to be there to wish happy birthday to Hulk. I was thinking Mancal's wife. Oh, Jesus. I... <laughs> 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 That was literally the first thing that came in my head. I was like, oh, special guest. I hope they have Mankell's wife. She's right. done a lot for him. Okay. Uh, I It'd be a good place, especially since he's appearing at SummerSlam. Sure. I, I don't know what kind of sting you debut, because it appears they're going to go heavy with the Crow sting in terms of the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've we've seen him now. I mean, Crow sting can talk. He He's just a regular guy now comes out and, with a face paint and, he and just... if they ha- and if they had an nwo reunion that would be the place to debut a crow sting possibly and then they plug the the new monday night war series on monday um yeah i could see that i okay. could see anything happening right. i could I, uh, you know i just wanted to get that on record in case it happens that i think sting is coming back while starting with wwe on this raw as an unadvertised surprise 
wanted to call your shot, did you? I wanted to call it just in case it happens. If it doesn't happen and it's just Scott Hall and Kev, who who cares? But we'll see. Eric Bischoff comes out, maybe? I'm going to splice this segment right in the middle of the show, too. So really, it's going to make a whole lot of no sense. <laughs> okay. So even though we've already recorded everything, we'll be right back with more Shake Them Ropes. So raw. Fascinating that they kind of... Uh... It felt like such a bare-bones show to me. Raw was, um, uh, can we say boring? You can say that. I, I thought there was, inter- I thought, you know, there was like one or two interesting things, but other than that, it, it felt, it did, it felt like filler. There was good stuff on it, um, but it, it just, to me, it seemed like a really long three hours. Oh, God, yes. Like really in fact, long. in fact, I, fe- I fell asleep after the first hour, so I had to watch the other two today. <laughs> yeah, AJ's not uh, AJ's not feeling very good right now. I, I try and watch it live and stick it out so that I can be uh, sympathetic to your plight of writing an update every <laughs> week. Watching this show live and then writing about it, um, we we started with what we were kind of talking about. There, Triple H did the. Uh, he showed a couple of matches that he was making for Raw, but really, nine ninety nine for the network. At one point, I think they were trying to get nine ninety nine trending on Twitter. Yeah, that hell, oh, and it felt so desperate. It was so weird. Everybody dressed nice except for Stephanie, who didn't get the memo, and of course, Kane. Stephanie was Stephanie was showing off the legs for you, showing off the gams and the little uh, leather shorts. That's right. The pantless streak ended again. Well, it didn't go on that long. Did didn't go on that. Well, the Evolution. last one went on five years, so. Yeah, but, but you know, it's only been, what, two weeks since, or three or four weeks since uh, Evolution maybe, left? Maybe, maybe two months. Wow, I've, I, time goes by. The beginning Sorry. of June, yeah. The beginning of June. His last show was the show after Payback. Yeah, and that happened. <laughs> oh, Paige is out. Paige is mocking AJ's neck. What are you going to do as best friends? Um, Yeah, so. Triple H did that. I don't think 999 ever did trend. I wasn't looking at my Twitter feed at that point, so I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. Um, what do you think about the Roman Reigns Kane last man standing match? I thought it was a good match, as good as what Kane can do. Um, how'd you think about that first half hour of Raw? It felt like it was a little long, the match, but I, you know, it, it was odd. I really think they should have called an audible and not cleaned up the blood on Roman Reigns when he got hit with the stairs because I noticed it and then they went to commercial quick and got him all cleaned up and he was he was concerned about it but they whatever they used on him I don't know if they did a quick stitch job or Vaseline or what but uh, got to stop but I think it would have done him you know you, you I know you have the PG rating to go with but there's there's blood in sports like football Mm-hmm. and whatnot. I think it would have done him a service to, to have left left it bleeding a little and maybe, you know, lick it after the match. I don't know, but but it it was uh you know, it was a good match, but it wasn't you know, but it wasn't anything you hadn't seen before on Raw. I, I feel bad for the referee because I know he was just like, Okay, here's the finish. It's coming, it's coming, and then he forgot, oh yeah, I have to count right now at that point where they did the Superman punch and Kane was down. Yeah, uh, the, so I, I felt bad for him. Yeah, there was that weird spot where uh, you know, he does the Superman punch. He's down selling. Roman's waiting for him to get up. But the ref isn't counting because at that point, he's just waiting for him to get up. Mike Kyoto probably just forgot. The announcers, as they've done before, are yelling at Kyoto to count. They did this when uh, John Cone wasn't counting Bray Wyatt out during the Bray Wyatt-John Cena last man standing match. Well, it's the announcer's job to cover right. at that point, and they should have. They should have just gone, well, maybe he's, maybe, you know, they, the, the, the thought I had was, oh, the other guy, they're both kind of stumbling to their feet, so he's not really going to count. He's going to give them a chance. to Whatever you want to do, you know, th- think on your feet instead of waiting for something in the headphones. Well, they didn't have to count. They didn't have to cover anything. If you let it go, no one notices. Exactly. That too. Well, I mean, but, you know, Lawler's always going to call that. Because yeah. he's he's not on script. It, it's better he's for just, the presentation if you own. just let it go. Yeah, either let it go or cover, but but don't do, don't don't dwell on it. Well, I it mean, was that, certainly weird, and not so much in this one because whatever. But during the Bray Wyatt John Cena 
uh, match. I hated that the announcers were yelling at the ref to count Bray Wyatt out. You think anyone is paying attention to Bray Wyatt being down when you have Luke Harper and the Usos and Rowan going through tables? Exactly. And, uh, you know, for this, it was, you know, it, it felt, I just don't know what beating Kane and I don't find Kane a compelling character, so I don't know if this did anything for Roman Reigns. Do you? Um, the beating of Kane, no. Getting a big win in front of a somewhat hot crowd, I think, helps. Yeah. You know, especially when he pins him with, or not pins him, but beats him with his spear. I think it helped a little. Do you think Reigns took too much, uh, too much of a beating? Well, the match went 15 minutes. If he right. was going to dominate Kane for the entire time, I would have hated it. So I'm True. trying with them coming, you know, you want to build up Kane as this monster. Okay. So beat him down and then come back and win. No one's going to remember him taking offense for 10 minutes. They're going to remember that he won. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. I, I capitulate the point. I, I think, uh, I think Roman's gear saves him a lot of damage too. you know, putting a bamboo stick on that, uh, on that protective vest. You know, you can just hit, whack it real hard and it'll break. So, I mean, it makes him look like, you know, it makes him look tougher sure. uh, without having to take as much damage. Uh, but, but, but my only my only real note was I think they should just let him bleed. Let him bleed. Yeah, well, I, I don't, if it's on a pay-per-view, I think they do. Yeah. At, at least now. But on Raw, you're kind of, especially when it's in that first hour. I think they would let a little bit more go. It's one of the reasons why I think they've been doing the Stephanie McMahon and Brie Bella stuff so much in the last hour is it's the 10 o'clock hour. You can get away with a little bit more, but the blood, they really want to keep out of that first hour of the show. No, I, I, I get that point. It, it's just, uh, you know, this is your, your new badass. Yeah. Blood makes you a badass. Speaking of elevating guys and whether they took a step forward or back, the Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins stuff from, from Raw this week, was that an advancement for either guy? Uh, there's a lot of talk out there that they kind of took a step back and people are becoming less interested in this match now, uh, especially Dean Ambrose's antics. What do you think about the whole storyline with the beat the clock and then uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth? I, I generally think beat the clock matches are, are bad. Because they they reinforce certain bad habits, like you you get these three minute matches, and having a fifteen minute beat the clock match is just like wow, okay, odd. Um, I tend to think they're going to be using Ambrose and Rollins to to draw eyes to SmackDown, which is why they had Ambrose do the no DQ match with Cesaro on SmackDown, which is why they're having the stipulation be announced on SmackDown, even though it's not important in the WWE canon for the most part. Raw is it. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say a step back. I found Ambrose entertaining as hell. I, I mean, in both his match with Del Rio and just the antics with the briefcase mm -hmm. and just him, him having a scene with the briefcase for, you know, six minutes, a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I kind of liked the twist of Heath Slater getting the win and fairly quick into the process. Uh, Cause that seems like something the authority should do. They should do it, you know, to help protect their guy that, that made sense to me. And Heath Slater is a weird color of rust right now. Um, <laughs> he was maybe the weirdest orange color he's ever been last night on raw. And I, I love Slater, but man, that was weird. It was a weird color. Uh, but it feels like it's, it's lost a, a little bit of heat. Yeah. <laughs> the Cliff Notes version, yes. The uh, formerly long explanation, into, uh, there it was. It lost a lot going into Battleground, for sure, and then they ended up not having it. Yeah, so once I thought they the would recover. Yeah, once they did the bait and switch, you know, they, they had it built up hot, mm -hmm. and then they never have gotten that heat back with it after, the, after that beating uh, that the Authority did on uh, Ambrose backstage. I, they never got that back. They never got that kind of mojo back. I liked it enough that Dean Ambrose was toying with Seth with the briefcase stuff, you mm -hmm. know, because right now he's getting under his skin because he knows the match is coming up. So he can beat Seth Rollins during the match. But right now he doesn't want to do anything that would cause the authority to cancel the match again. Right. So this way, at least, he can kind of toy with Seth, 
get him under his skin and uh, go from there. Um, yeah, he's Slater subbing for RVD because the authority thought it would be an easier opponent uh, was a cool touch. He's Slater getting the win in five minutes. You know, it's, yeah, sure, he's a joke, and they buried him on air. But hey, this joke just beat Seth because Dean Ambrose is under Seth's skin. That I didn't like. I think even your jokes need to be seen as threats from time to time, and that's something New Japan's been doing well, well in this G1 tournament. That, that's a long-term problem versus just a short-term thing. Oh, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Right. That's a, that's a long-term issue. And, uh, of course, Slater Gator did not get the win here on main event, so that's not going to change anytime soon. Um. If ever there was a time to have Diet Mountain Dew with the announcers, it was when when Ambrose was pouring liquid into the briefcase. But I know you don't want to tick off a sponsor, right? <laughs> the we had our first, at least I think it's the first time uh, we've been getting these situations on Raw where they're going to start matches on the WWE app, or you might see an actual finish. We just saw for the first time a couple of weeks ago an actual finish on the WWE app this week on Raw. They did an entire match on the WWE app. Rusev defeated Sin Cara in a quick one with the accolade in a match that took place exclusively on the app. When when Raw came back and you saw that they had already done this match on the app, what was your initial impression? Expletive off. <laughs> not, um, not that we really wanted to see this match. I'm investing three plus hours watching your show. I don't want to have to watch my phone at the same time I'm watching your show. On commercials, I want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I want to fix myself a snack and come back and watch a match. I don't want you coming back and going, well, the match ended. I mean, I remember it was funny because like, when I was growing up as a kid, NWA Worldwide would always go, if the, if the match ends during the commercial, we'll have, our tapes, we'll have the tape rolling. And I was always like, man, the match never seems to end at that time. You'd think one or two would. Now it's becoming a habit with WWE. Starting to be, yeah. And it's, it, you know, it, it's all the cross promo. It feels like, it, it just, it, well, okay, it just feels like marketing mm-hmm. to me. And it, and it comes off as very crass and cynical. And, <laughs> and if you're not a dedicated fan, if you're not watching the second screen experience, at the same time you're watching Raw, you know, it's just, stop it. I, we- need, I need that break occasionally. We understand what they're trying to do. download the app. At some point, you might be inclined to get the network since you already have the app. Um, you won't flip away from Raw because you're investing during the commercial breaks also. It certainly makes sense as far as the purpose of it. But you're right. You're investing three, sometimes three and a half hours on certain shows. Three hours of your time to watch Raw. And this is one of the first instances where they're really saying that, hey, the promos on Raw matter whereas the matches on Raw don't matter. And as a fan, I'm expected to put in three hours of Raw, supposedly two hours for SmackDown, one hour for main event, maybe an hour for NXT, maybe a half hour for or an hour for Total Divas, perhaps an archive for something on the archive uh, for the network, and then on a Sunday, three hours plus for a pay-per-view. It's just... It's... It's overkill for the sake of being overkill, and now I gotta watch supplemental material to get it. I shouldn't have to watch supplemental material to understand. You know, it's 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 like a movie that has a website that you have to go to that to understand the movie. Donnie Darko, Cloverfield. Clo- yeah, I, I I shouldn't I shouldn't need that. I should be able to watch, especially the one show that you you point everybody towards, Raw. Watch that for three hours and know everything. Um, That's my rant. <laughs> we we had uh, the main event of the show again for two weeks in a row, and for three weeks in a row, it's been the most important thing on Raw. Stephanie McMahon and Brie Bella, their ongoing battle for supremacy. I, it's not even a battle for supremacy, but this was the main event of the show again because we did not have John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman on the show. Uh, so clearly, to me, being built up as the number two match on the program. Am I crazy in saying that? No, no, it's, not at all. It's absolutely the number two match on SummerSlam. Now, do you agree that with it? Yes, because Stephanie McMahon's performances have been so good. Brie Bella, I, I defend Brie Bella all the time. I don't think she's as bad as people say. I think they're just projecting. She was not very good last night on Raw. 
she was stumbling a little bit on her lines. She was kind of out of place in a little bit. Um, but this is one, a match I'm looking forward to, if only for Stephanie's performance. And the promos have been really good overall. Um, when you don't have your main event on the show, I'm fine with this taking the last place, especially we talked about, or I talked about the first hour versus the third hour. And there's a lot of cursing in this one. So you put it in the, put it in the end. Um, I'm fine with it. I, I joked a little bit calling it the real main event in my reviews. And I, obviously I don't think it's the real main event because people, they're already tuning out of raw when this stuff comes on, they're certainly not going to buy the network to see these two. And a certain, and a certain wrestling journalist has taken the joke seriously. Who's that? Alvarez. Oh, that this is the real main event. Yeah. You got some people are calling it the real main event. I, well, at least I think most like me are facetiously calling it that. Right. Even though there's no doubt it's the number two on the show. Um, I thought the work's been good, especially great with Stephanie. Um, Getting Hunter more involved was something I didn't really think was going to happen, but there he is. He was fully involved in that segment last night and may even do something on the pay-per-view involved with this match. Um, That was your main event of the show, and for the second week in a row, viewers turned out. They tuned out in the third hour. It was the lowest rated hour of the program. I don't... Not that they would, but I don't see... Stephanie McMahon being the main event of the show anytime soon. I don't know if it's that people have an issue with McMahon. McMahon's getting pushed over wrestlers. I don't think that's necessarily it, although that is my beef. I think it's just that another point that, that we talked about earlier, the authority never lose. Even when they lose, they're 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 still the main focus of the show, and you're just like enough already. And plus, I don't think the Bellas are terribly compelling. I mean, they're they're good in this role. I mean, it's it's a fine story, but you know, it's the Bellas. Mm-hmm. If I you know, if I seemed a little distracted during that last, I was no. a little distracted watching this Jack Swagger Alberto Del Rio main event. Isn't it good? Uh, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Well, we'll just leave it at that. I haven't been able to hear anything and really pay all my attention to it, so I won't really comment, but it looks like that is the main event of the show, and it's only 8.43, and they've already been wrestling for about six minutes. Mm. So maybe there is another main event afterwards. Nah, they'll probably probably just replay the promo from Cena. uh, They did did do that. That, The John Cena-Brock Lesnar stuff was... It was in video form, but it was excellent last night. Hold These on, let's, Brock Lesnar let's, videos let's, let's, are great. Let, yeah, let's finish up the Bella stuff. Go for the Bella stuff. Well, I don't have anything more to say about the Bellas. Oh, I, I think I think Nikki turns. Really? Mm-hmm. After all the stuff she's taken, she's just going to now decide to turn on her sister? I think... She, I I have a sneaking suspicion that, that, that John Cena saying, I love this company, it's going to be the same reason why Nikki turns. She loves this company. And you're ruining it for me. And I'm tired of taking your crap. And then we get a Bella versus Bella and we still are involved with the authority. But let's say this. Let's say if, if Triple H is, say, the special guest referee or if Triple H is out there with Stephanie, is Brie Bella going to get the upper hand on Stephanie McMahon so much that Nikki has to turn? Like how, how would you see the match going if you think that Nikki is turning? It's the same as the Daniel Bryan storyline. Nikki is the plan B. Okay. That's that's my thinking. I mean, that's the only reason Hunter would, Hunter would, the only reason they are, they would even think about having Hunter as a special ref is to replay the whole Daniel Bryan getting screwed type of storyline. I, I could definitely see it happening. I'm just wondering if that happens, how do they get there? Um, so that, that may very well be the case. Um, I don't know if I don't know if anyone's going to care about Nikki Bella turning. Not that everyone cares about this match to begin with, but. No, Nikki Bella I don't turning. either. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I just, it's... And that's I think why have, it's your I, semi-main event, because it's unpredictable. Well, I just think Hunter being involved is a bit much. Just, you know... In terms of being a ref. Yeah. I mean, I could see him being there at ringside, because it's his wife, but mm-hmm. 
inserting yourself into being the referee, it's a bit much for me. I kind of want to, I kind of want the build of, yeah, we'll have Stephanie have to deal with this. And of course she's going to use underhanded tactics. She's the heel, but mm-hmm. you know, that that's just, it, it's setting Brie up to be too much of an underdog for my liking. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of women's storylines going on right now. If that were to happen, there's, you got Stephanie and Brie, you got AJ and Paige, you somewhat have Cameron and Naomi. Um, eh. And there's a lot of uh, women versus women storylines going on right now. I don't know how long they're going to keep that up. Probably as long as they have a divas division. Yeah, usually you have, you know, your major <laughs> diva yeah. storyline. And you may have one B storyline that's going, but we're talking about two of the main events of SummerSlam our divas storylines it's i I thought that was maybe it's happened before in history and i just haven't paid attention to it um or remembered it but i can't remember a time where there's been three major storylines like this involving the women build up your roster please by all means make the divas watchable bring bring up charlotte sign tully blanchard's daughter anything just keep going why not um anything else on raw that we should really cover well, the Brock Cena, now that we've done that. Brock um, Cena, they did the uh, the interview segments where Brock was sitting down in his chair talking about how he's going to beat John Cena to a pulp. John Cena was talking about how he loves the company, so he's not going to let that happen. Yeah. Brock was awesome. Yeah. Brock was being Brock. Mm-hmm. Cena was awesome doing kind of the GSP humble champion thing. Yeah. Where Brock is my toughest challenge to date. Until he got into the mercenary, I'm doing this for the company line, as if the company is the big face character here. The company's not being threatened at all. And I get the story, but it's it's too CM Punk rock versus Cena for me. This is a sports build for a fight. Right. I want I want more. This is why, I mean, he did this is why I don't like Brock, but this is what I'm gonna do to Brock. I mean, I you know, I'd like, you know, maybe even a little bit more cockiness, just gonna scoreboard one nothing. I don't want the the storyline of the mercenary coming in the company. He doesn't care as much of the company as I do. You know, even if he personalized it about the title. Well, especially because the guy bringing Brock Lesnar back is the head of the company. Yeah. How is it company versus champion when the company is behind the guy going after the company? Yeah, it, it, it's it's sports build until the moment he breaks into that sto- until into that and then becomes story, and you just kind of go, eh, okay. Yeah. Great. You know, if if it's like, you know, being the champion means the world to me. Yeah, I definitely don't think people care about him saying the stuff about the company. I don't think it's a detractor too much because I think people don't care. They could certainly do without it. it it's I think it's just overused. He's mm-hmm. he's used it before. He used it with The Rock. He used it with Punk. He uses it with Batista. Uh, you don't care about the company as much as I do. You don't care about the company as much as I do. The company is not the face. You're the face. Brock Lesnar finished by saying that he was going to leave John Cena in a pool of blood, urine, and what else? Vomit. Vomit. That's right. Vomit. Please put that, that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt and sell it. Did not uh, specify whose of each he would be laying in. So for all we know, Brock might beat him and then puke and pee on him. For all we know. I would not like to see that. I don't hope they do that, but he promised it. The last time Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman promised something, it happened. They broke the streak. Mm-hmm. Um, other random notes from Raw. Uh, really liked Hornswoggle. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I think he's. I think he turns chicken crap into chicken salad. Uh, the Mark Henry return was a hometown pop. Nothing more. How convenient uh, that he just happened to have a Texas T-shirt, not even knowing that Damian Sandow was going to come out in an Oklahoma shirt, and knowing that Vince Young was in the audience. Oh my God! Uh, Miz, they should have done. They should have done this from day one. Uh-huh. With the hollow gimmick. Uh, Ziggler Cesaro was baffling. Well, Cesaro <laughs> is on the way down. Is this the losing streak gimmick, or is this a sign of worse things to come, you think? I think it's a sign that we have nothing for Cesaro, and Dolph Ziggler's on the pay-per-view in a title match. This was what we've been talking about, or I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, is there's so much stuff for this pay-per-view, and Cesaro had nothing. 
So he's going to be losing to the guys that are on the pay-per-view. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> WrestleMania, we were so hopeful. Uh, I mean, interesting there's, that there's yeah, eight matches on this pay-per-view already. I don't, yeah. I don't know of anything else that's going to be added, but there's, I guess a tag title match maybe, but there's eight matches already set for this show. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I think Wyatt Jericho is a nothing happening thing. I have no care for this battle at all. Because even that promo, that break cut, what did you think of that? Did you think more creepy or wacky? Well, the fact that it happened later in the show and it's, well, they're all creepy. They're supposed to be. Which, yeah, but they're, they're, there's real creepy and then there's that phony creepy. How was this real creepy? No, I, I didn't think it was real creepy. Oh, okay. That, that yeah, was my I point. I thought it should be. Oh, you sure? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be one-on-one. So uh, this is a good setup. I like the fact that it's going to be, you know, Harper and Rowan are banned from ringside because when Bray Wyatt wins, it's going to be hopefully a clean win this time. Like, hey, he beat him. He didn't need the other two. I could even seeing, see it being a way to break Harper and Rowan off. Like Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt's message can spread more if he doesn't have these two follower, followers type of deal. Um, but as far as the match itself, Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho, I could care less for it. Yeah. Uh, what, I'm looking through my notes here real quick. Uh, interesting that they had absolutely no sign of the new nation. Not on this show, yep. No shame, no Seamus. Well, that was another one. There's nothing uh, for them to do. No Usos, you know, and they're your tag champs. It's 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 going to be a bunch of guys in matches that don't matter if they're doing that at this point. I think we're going to get an Usos new a nation tag team. We might get a multi tag team match because they put that the, the, the <laughs> and of course have to throw Rybaxel and Stardust in there. Which well, that's what I, I don't know. What you do? Do you? put a four-way in there and maybe have one of the uh, the new teams kind of pin the champs or pin someone else to set up a number one contender? Do you have a simple tag title match? Do you have a non-title tag match where the challengers win to set up a tag title match later on? It's it's feeling like a title gauntlet. Well, whichever way you Slater, do it. They put Slater Gator in there too and maybe like the, the Matadors. Whichever way you do it, of the matches that are on the show, a tag title match or a tag match is going to be on the pre-show. Yeah. So I don't know if you do anything too significant there because this card is stacked and I can't see them making one of the current main card matches a pre-show match. I I just thought with all that dead time, so to speak, it's a shame that they didn't give Woods a chance to shine on the main show. Yeah, well, they're going to have plenty of time after SummerSlam. Yeah, and that's going to be... some of these other guys in feuds. And that's going to be a dead period too until yeah. they do they do whatever their one wacky thing that they do when Vince is on vacation that one week that gets people talking. <laughs> did uh, did Raw make you any more or less excited for SummerSlam? As a card, less. For Brock Cena, more. Okay. But as a card, this is a nothing. This is a one match card. This is like when we talk about UFCs that are kind of bad on paper. It's a one match card. Except unless you're interested in Bree and Stephanie and as the world turns. Yeah, I like the Bree and Stephanie match. Um right now there's eight matches like we talked about. We'll do our full predictions next week. Um mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. We'll... Oh I take that back. I'm I'm interested in that, but it's lost some luster. It's lost the luster going in, but I think the match itself is going to be really good. Yeah, I think they're going to steal the show. Depending on what the stipulation is. Because Dean Ambrose is going to announce that at the tapings tonight. Hasn't done it yet. Um, you'll have Dean Ambrose against Seth Rollins in a stip match. The Miz against Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. Roman Reigns against Randy Orton in a straight singles match. AJ Lee defending the title against Paige. Jack Swagger against Rusev in a flag match. Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho with the uh, Wyatt's ban from ringside. Brie Bella and Stephanie McMahon in a singles match. And then John Cena defending the WWE world title against Brock Lesnar. That's your card right now as it stands. Maybe one more match being added this week on the SmackDown tapings, maybe even late next week. Uh, But that is it right now. So these guys that you wondered why they weren't on Raw, there's really not anything for them to do in the next two weeks. What did you think of the Orton promo? The Orton promo... Um, 
what did he when did he have a pro this promo backstage with Renee? Yeah. Uh I didn't really think much of it at all. Okay. I barely even knew it happened. Was I, there something I missed that was significant that other than other than intimating the punt. I I'm just wondering what you think of Randy. Okay, how about the, what do you think of Randy Orton as a promo in general? I, he's fine at times. Um this heel promo where he's the slow methodical talker, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. I always liked his heel promos when he was in Evolution. I think if he did that type of promo now with the with more knowledge that he has, could be really good. Um I was fine with his babyface promos cuz they were always intense. They're the type of promos that you would wish John Cena and Roman Reigns to do. Um but I, this promo, you know, talking backstage with Renee Young, it doesn't resonate. Nothing matters. I I agree. I'm I'm not I just I, I, I don't know if he's bored or just being monotone well, at times. Well, especially when you have these promos now. Their big thing with promos in WWE now is that you have the subject maybe say a line or two and then cut to a video of their antics. Can you imagine Dusty Rhodes in the 70s and 80s you know, saying one line, then cutting to a tape, and then just you know using that as a crutch for his promo to get his angle over? Yeah, or, or like Savage. Or savage, savage. When he cut a promo, all he'd do he look for he'd look for a prop of something. He just he'd just do five minutes with that. But you have Randy Orton talking. You have him say one line. You expect the video to get over the entire story, and then you have him finish by saying, "I'm gonna beat you up." Yeah, and that's all he ever really says. But you don't have guy. I mean, AJ Lee did a promo like that. Uh, you know, you have this is a trend I'm seeing where the promos are interrupted by video packages using that as a crutch to try and get the story over where it's the talent's job to get the job over with their words. I mean, the people aren't going to care that much because of a video. Exactly. Character, char- yeah. Characters are more important than story. Yes. You're not, who cares? I mean, and there's certain times where videos work really well, but usually they're highlight videos after the fact, like the Brian Danielson video at the end of WrestleMania was set to uh, the Imagine Dragons monster. Oh, spectacular. That monster video to open Raw the next night was maybe one of the best things they've ever done. So it kind of puts over the story, but you had Brian Danielson, or excuse me, Daniel Bryan, cutting his promos and getting people intrigued with the story first. That has to come first. So it's a ridiculous trend I'm seeing. Hope it goes away. I think I figured out the end of the of the co-main. Okay. Just while just while we were talking here. Let, let's end on that. What's the ending for the co-main event for SummerSlam? Kane. Oh, Kane. Kane's gonna come out on on behalf of his old partner, and this is the face turn for Kane. And he's okay. back being the bald guy. Mm-hmm. That's why he turned in the mask, which nobody cares about, and it went nowhere. Yep, he did turn that in again. So, but I, I think Kane's involved somehow. Okay, and may, may, maybe it's maybe it's to tease a finish that that Brie wins and then Nikki turns. Who knows? But could be. Kane is involved in the co-main somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do uh, the full predictions next week. But there's one to stew over for the next week. What will Kane do? Oh, I'm sure everybody's just brainstorming all sorts of ideas. Yeah. Number one trend worldwide. Kane uh, unmasked. I'm- let me apologize for ever bringing up Kane towards the end of a show because you want to finish strong, and that wasn't finishing strong. Always finish strong, kids. Right. Uh, so we'll talk about everything SummerSlam next week, maybe have some guests on the show. We're working on some things, so we'll see. Um, but that is it for this week's episode. Until next time, thanks, everybody, for listening, and you have a good rest of your week. Nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Hashtag network. In the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.